0: So uh, I think more people are probably familiar with that song now. Anybody else kind of like, yeah, I kind of knew that one. Um, so this song, i uh, give you a little bit of background, is by the Irish, bro- Irish rock band U2. Um, you know, and, and I bet my uh, my, uh, my dad and Debbie are like, uh, no, you're going to play um, rock songs um, at church today. Uh, but anyway, um, I promise only a couple more times. Only one more time. All right. Um, For now, anyway, it was it was from the 1987 album *The Joshua Tree* and was released as the album's second single in May of that year. The song was a hit; it became the band's second consecutive number one single on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100, while peaking at number six on the UK Singles Chart. Um, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Was critically acclaimed, received two nominations at the 30th Annual Grammy Awards in 1988 for Record of the Year and Song of the Year. Uh, It it has subsequently become one of the group's most well-known songs, uh, probably growing in popularity, actually, over the years, and has been performed on many of their tours. Um, Many critics and and publications have ranked this song among the greatest tracks in music history, um, including Rolling Stone, which actually ranked this song 93, number 93 of its 2010 list of the 500 greatest songs of all time pretty good. Um, and as for you younger people in the in the uh, room today, it was the main song at the end of the animated movie, Sing two. All right. Okay. All right. So some of y'all know what I'm talking about now. All right. So sing, it's got the, the big uh, tiger line. Oh, the big line. Okay. Sing it. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. All right. Okay. And so uh, there's a little bit of background there. Um, the name of uh, the, the lead singer and the guy who wrote the song, uh, we know him as Bono all right, one word, Bono. Okay, his name is Paul David Houston. Okay, and um, he's a writer of this. And I believe that when you, when you really look at this song, you analyze it, um, that we can come to the following central statement that we will uh, you know, kind of base our, the message off today. All right, that in this song, we see three things. All right, in, in, in all three verses, we, we see uh, the first verse, we see a search for significance. And that second verse, we see a pursuit of pleasure, and then that third one, we see a conclusion about Christ. I don't know if y'all caught that, okay? And so we're going to, we're going to uh, to to follow those three uh, points today. Uh, and so number one, uh, for those who take a note, is a search for significance, a, a search, a longing, a pursuit, if you will, of significance. Um, the first that that first verse uh, reads like this, and this. And Miss Rhonda always says, great. Says, "I have climbed highest mountains, I have run through fields, only to be with you. All right, I have run, I have crawled, I have scaled these city walls, only to be with you. But I still haven't found what I'm looking for. So, I believe that there are some some there are many similarities uh, between this song and the book of Ecclesiastes." Did anybody else think of the book of Ecclesiastes? And so, um, therefore, we're going to use the verses uh, from, uh, we'll use some of the verses, some of the passages in Ecclesiastes while kind of paralleling it with this song from the 80s, okay? Uh, and so, um, tell me if what you just read sounds similar to the following what you just heard this morning sounds similar to ecclesiastes 1 verses 1 through 13 and the first 13 verses i'm gonna become me bouncing from the esv to the csv today but it'll show it up there which one we're reading so the esv reads like this the words of the preacher the son of david king in jerusalem vanity of vanities says the preacher vanity of vanities all is vanity okay now we're going to talk more about this in a moment, but that word vanity, the, the Hebrew word there is hevel, hevel, always hevel, H-E-V-E-L, okay, and we'll look at more about what that means in a moment, but all is hevel, it's all hevel, okay. What, verse 3, "'What does a man gain by all the toil at which he toils under the sun? A generation goes, and a generation comes, but the earth remains forever. The sun rises, the sun goes down, and hastens to the place where it rises.'" The wind blows to the south and goes round to the north. Around and around goes a wind, and on its circuits the wind returns. All streams run to the sea, but the sea is not full. To the place where the streams flow, there they flow again. Verse eight All things are full of weariness. A man cannot utter it. The eye is not satisfied with seeing, nor the ear filled with hearing. Nothing can satisfy. Verse nine: What has been is what will be, and what has been done is what will be done, and there is nothing new under the sun, which some of you uh, have probably had that memorized. Verse ten: Is there a thing of which it is said, "See, this is new"? It has already, it has been already in the ages before us. There is no remembrance of former things, nor will there be any remembrance of later things yet to be among those who come after. I, the preacher, have been king over Israel and Jerusalem, and I apply my heart to seek and to search out by wisdom all that is done under the sun. It is an unhappy business that God has given to the children of man to be busy with. So, by the way, it is very, very likely that the son of David, the writer of Ecclesiastes is Solomon. You know, most uh, scholars believe that to be the case. And and, and there, there's some 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 kind of some main uh, kind of sub kind of main subheadings that go I think with uh, with that that passage. And the first one is empty and meaningless. And if you want to write this down, you can. You don't have to. But verse two it, it, it mentions that, All right? Uh, empty and meaningless. Did, did anyone else notice the tone of despair in that? Anyone else see that the the, the, the kind of the, the the despair, the kind of uh, it's like, man, it's all going to happen. It does not matter. It's going to we're going to wake up and everything's just going to keep going. And you know, it's just whatever, right? I mean, kind of, kind of get that feeling. Um, see, the Hebrew word again is hevel. The word for futile or futile for for vanity. futile is used in the CSB. Is is hevel? Um, and let me tell you what hevel means. It basically means a vapor, a, a breath. It, it, but it's come to mean in context um, vain. Uh, Transitory, um, not permanent, temporary, futile. Okay, it, it does not necessarily mean that something is altogether worthless. In some of these pursuits, you're going to see they're not bad. They're not. They're not evil. You're going to see that in a few in, in a few moments. But um, it implies that something in this world is at best only a fleeting value fleeting value uh in the context of ecclesiastes it means that things done quote under the sun are only of temporary significance and and therefore set against eternity they, they have no real value in comparison okay so they're hevel um I, it somewhat reminds me or a little bit reminds me of, of george bailey and it's a wonderful life you know and him getting to the point where he's like you know i just don't know what I mean, what's the point? You know, I, I mess things up, and and he and he goes to jump off the bridge, and of course we know what happens uh, after that. But um, it, it, here is where it, it can it can be tough because again, I am not saying that uh, that you, that one shouldn't pursue dreams. You know that you shouldn't try to do that, but you should align those dreams with what God wants you to do. Okay, um, did you did you consult with Him ahead of time, basically? Okay, see, because the next thing we know that not only is is the world uh, empty and and meaningless, and time just keeps passing. Verses three through seven, you can look back in that context. There, verses three through seven, time passes. This is temporary nature of humanity, and while we all long to be remembered, sorry to bust your bubble, chances are you will eventually be forgotten, eventually, unless the Lord comes back uh, soon, you know, really soon. Okay, uh, we, and, and that sounds terrible. I, oh, thank you, Patrick. I come to church here. He said I'll be forgotten. Yeah, yeah. Okay, because it's not about that. Okay, so the next we see we see dissatisfaction. Verses eight and nine. We see the satisf- dissatisfaction. Verse nine. What has been in, been is what will be, and what has been done is what will be done. There's nothing new under the sun. There's there's not there's no satisfaction. Again, heaven. Okay, basically, we are unable to find meaning or satisfaction in creation, okay? as, as beautiful as it is, right? only in God. And then we see in the last couple of verses, verses 9 through 11, we see there's nothing new. Uh, a lot of y'all I mentioned, y'all had probably had that memorized, right? There's nothing new under the sun. Uh, and, and, and what that means, it, it means that there is nothing that changes the fundamental facts of the human condition. You know, we, we do the best we can. Right? We're not God. Or as we say many times, You heard preachers say and myself, there's two things I know, there is a God and I'm not Him. So you know, they're, they're, the fun of, fundamental facts of the human condition has not changed. We, we're temporary, okay? Our existence on earth. And it makes me, uh, like I, I, love, um, I, I love the, the old uh, church hymn that I actually don't hear a lot of churches play very often. But the song, I, I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Is anybody familiar with that song? All right, it's a beautiful song, right? Uh, The world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. My treasure is laid up somewhere beyond the blue. The angels beckon me from heaven's open door, and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Oh, Lord, you know I have no friend like you. If heaven's not my home, then, Lord, what will I do? Come on, Jimmy. All right, the angels beckon me from heaven's open door, and I can't feel at home in this world anymore because we're not made uh, for this world. See, the, the CSB study Bible scholars said the new thing that really changes life can only come from God. Can only from, uh, and look, I think we mentioned this last week, but Hebrews chapter 9, it's funny how God seems to like, you know, He'll, he'll put some stuff in our, in our face like constantly, it seems like, you know, for, for months. And so Hebrews 9 verse 15, we talked about the, the new covenant. last I think it was last week. All right, um, listen to what it says here. Therefore, He is the mediator of a new covenant, so that those who are called might receive the promise of eternal inheritance, because the death has taken place for redemption from the transgressions committed under the first covenant. See, Jesus um, instituted a new covenant. All right, that is the, the new thing that we're looking that, that we have. And see, without God, life is empty. Amen. Can we say amen? And that it's pointless. See, time changes. Time moves on. People change. Okay. Um, God is constant. See, if we if we if we strive. To just find happiness or meaning in creation uh, in, on this, in this temporary world right, without God is hell. It, it, it's, it's meaningless. And, and on his striving, you know, we have to commend Bono for his striving, can't we, in the in the in that verse? You know, he, he's he's climbed mountains, you know, he's running fields, he's crawled even. You know the guys even crawled, and makes me think of football players having to do that that bear crawl. right? coach, you never had anybody in your team do that. All right, um, you know he, he scaled scaled city walls. Right, he, it, it's this striving, this this pursuit. And just as Bono has searched all over, uh, right, and and to the to the highest mountains, to the deepest lows, the conclusion is I still haven't found what I'm looking for. I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Why? Because Solomon tells you in Ecclesiastes that those things are hell in comparison to God. See, the conclusion we see in in, um, in what he what the, the preacher, or the teacher he calls himself, Solomon says in the next three verses in Ecclesiastes 1 is this, I the teacher have been king over Israel and Jerusalem. I apply my mind to examine and explore through wisdom all that is done under heaven. God has given people this miserable task to keep them occupied. I have seen all the things that are done under the sun. I found everything to be futile again. Hevel, a pursuit of the wind. See, there's there's nowhere he hasn't looked. And okay, we're going to look at that more in the next the next point. Uh, yet there remains a a a dis, dissatisfaction, a deep desire to pursue meaning. And we're going to talk about what that is again soon. See, this is assumed soon in the title, by the way, all right of that song that uh, I still haven't found what I'm looking for implies that there is something there. All right, I just haven't found it. All right, Some great purpose. So where does this search for significance take him? It's take Bono? And where does it take us? All right, especially before we gave our lives to Christ. Where did it take us? To our pursuits of things we wanted to do. right? Okay, Amen or O me. To the depths of himself. That's the next point. A pursuit of pleasure. You can see. Uh, the the uh, central statement there in this song again, Bono indicates a search for significance, a pursuit of pleasure, and a conclusion about Christ. So number two, pursuit of pleasure. Has anyone ever seen the movie Groundhog Day? Okay, all right. Some of you have seen it, right? Now, I hate to admit, I actually have never watched it. Okay, but I'm I know the gist of it. Okay, um, so I've not seen it. I don't know. My wife is is uh, is chastising me right now, but let me let me give you just a brief a brief summary. Now, sorry for the spoilers, but this was in 1992. So if you haven't seen it yet, like me, then oh well. All right, you should have watched it by now. All right, so sorry, not sorry. All right, um, so Bill Murray plays a main character, weatherman Phil Connors. His, his character relives February second, Groundhog Day, over and over again. In Puxetani, Pennsylvania. I hope I pronounce that correctly uh, where the main festival takes place some obsessive viewers speculate that Phil might have relived the same day for three decades well what does what does Phil do to cope with this monotonous prison some of y'all know this a lot of you you raise your hand so what does he try to do to find meaning when it seems like nothing he does really matters from one day to the next well he he looks for happiness in different experiences He, he he tries all Kinds of things in his quest for some semblance of meaning um he turns to hedonistic pleasures he denies himself nothing if it feels good he does it okay um there's one scene in a diner where he gorges himself on a table full of food again i haven't seen it but apparently he gorges himself with food he drink he's drinking coffee straight from the pot which i imagine is a pretty funny scene and he's smoking a cigarette Okay, he's doing all of that. He punches out a guy who really annoys him. He seduces women in the bed with him. When that fails to, set, fails to satisfy, he turns to greed. He, he robs an armored car. He uses the money to buy the car and the clothes he has always wanted. He, he tries to live out the life he could not before. Next, he turns to despair. He, he faced a reality that he cannot escape from this curse. He actually takes his life multiple times, but he wakes up again every time right back in. Punk's the tawny. Tani. All right, thank you. All right, thank you. All right. Um, finally, Phil turns to knowledge. He tries to learn and better himself. He takes up piano, ice sculpting, French poetry, and more to become an educated, well-rounded man. All right. So Phil does not wake up on February 3rd until he finally reaches contentment in his current circumstances. That's kind of the point. So only then is the curse lifted, and the last time he relive, he relives... February 2nd, he looks to the eyes of a woman he's fallen in love with, Rita, and he says, I don't know what will happen tomorrow. All I know is I'm happy right now. And that's kind of the point of the book of Ecclesiastes. Okay? Uh, we, we're we're uh, stuck in a monotonous prison where nothing we do really change anything. The only way to live a meaningful life in this meaningless existence, Hevel, is to find satisfaction and contentment in God. Amen? And so, now let's look at That song for today, all right, the the U2 song. And let's look at that second verse, okay? Let's look at what Bono says. He says, I have kissed honey lips, felt the healing in her fingertips, burn like fire, this burning desire. I have spoke with the tongues of angels, I have held the hand of a devil. It was warm in the night, I was cold as a stone, but I still haven't found what I'm looking for. So, in just that, Okay, hey, um, Ms. Ron, i go to the next one. I think I have it listed. Yes, we, we see in just that, human, he, he pursues human love, healing even, uh, religious experience. He, he, he talks about that and then giving in to that temptation. But I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Now, let's look in Ecclesiastes. Did, did Solomon um, talk about his pursuits? Yes, he does. Okay, so stay with me. Let's go back to Ecclesiastes. Verses 16 through 18 in chapter 1. He said, I said in my heart, I have acquired great wisdom, surpassing all who are over Jerusalem before me, and my heart has had great experience of wisdom and knowledge. And I apply my heart to know wisdom, and to know madness and folly. I perceive that this also is but a striving after wind. Hey, you ever, can you catch the wind? You can't catch, Jimmy's pretty quick. I don't know if he's that. That quick, all right? Okay, for in much wisdom is much vexation, and he who increases knowledge increases sorrow. See, in those verses, we see Solomon uh, chasing after wisdom and knowledge. Uh, and he had the most, by the way. First Kings 4, the first part of 31 says he was wiser than anyone. Okay, uh, Actually, you can go into detail there, or you can go back and see the story where that's what Solomon asked from God. And then God was like, well, because you asked for wisdom and you didn't ask for riches and all this other stuff, I'm going to give you that too. Okay? So he had it more than anybody. So here's the, you know, the the wisest person that ever lived. Get that point, okay? And he says it's, it's all hevel. Compared to God, it's all hevel. I, I, I have more wisdom than anybody. Okay? I, people would come visit him. You know, Queen Sheba visit okay, him. give them all this you know treasure and stuff, just to sit, all these people come and just look at it. you can find it in about look to hear his teaching on all sorts of stuff, all right um and so he says, it's heaven, and then that's not all. so he doesn't only pursue after wisdom, if you go to Ecclesiastes chapter two, we're going to read the first eleven verses, listen to all the other things that he pursues, okay. <laughs> I said to myself, go ahead, I will test you with pleasure. Enjoy what is good, but it turned out to be futile. It turned out to be heaven. I said about laughter, it's madness, and about pleasure, what does this accomplish? I explored my mind, the pull of wine on my body. My mind still guided me with wisdom and how to grasp folly until I could see what is good for people to do under heaven during the day, few days of their lives. I increased my achievements. I built houses and planted vineyards for myself. I made gardens and parks for myself and planted every kind of fruit tree in them, right? Which would be really cool, right? Kayla and I went, you know, hunting for blackberries yesterday, you know, but it'd be just blackberries and grapes and blueberries and strawberries and all sorts of apples and everything, right? Okay. I acquired, oh, you know, verse six. I, I constructed reservoirs for myself, for which from which to irrigate a grove of flourishing trees. I acquired male and female servants and had slaves who were born in my house. I also owned livestock large herds and flocks, more than all who were before me in Jerusalem. Also amassed silver and gold for myself, and the treasure of kings and provinces. I gathered male and female singers for myself, and many concubines, the delights of men. So I became great and surpassed all who were before me in Jerusalem. My wisdom also remained with me. I still have that. But verse 10, all that my eyes desired, I did not deny them. So if you get to that point, like, well, he's, he's going after a lot of stuff. He says basically, there's nothing I did not deny myself. Okay, if I wanted it, I got it. Okay? I did not refuse myself any pleasures for I took pleasure in all my struggles. This was my reward for all my struggles. When I considered all that I had accomplished and what I had labored to achieve, I found everything to be futile, again, hevel, and a pursuit of the wind. There was nothing to be gained under the sun. Now, you have to admire his his uh his pursuits here. I tried he tried a lot, right? I mean, well, what does, let's look at the next one, Miss Rondo. Let's, let's look at the list of things and, uh, you know, just look at that list, you know, like, and, and uh, in and of itself, especially in the right context, you know, uh, these things aren't necessarily evil, right? Um can argue some of that, and that's fine. But his pursuit uh, looks like this laughter. Anybody else like to laugh? I love that my girls like to listen to, to, to comedy to comedians. I love that my girls, both of my girls will just randomly um, quote a, a comedian. Okay? All right, just in the middle of nowhere. Uh you know, it's the middle of the day and they'll just say something that that we heard from uh, from from one of the, one of the, she could probably do that right now if I put her on the spot, right? They they both looking at me like, I got one on my head right now." But, you know, uh comedy and, and laughter and and pleasure and wine and and power, possessions, achievements. You know, who who doesn't necessarily i mean i think most people like those things when you have them you know it feels good at a time right wealth and sex and and then he just comes in verse 10 he says i didn't deny myself any pleasure yeah, and all these things leave him wanting a bit more and it will do the same for us why because just like we mentioned in the first point because these things are temporary They're they're, they're temporary not only did Solomon realize that his treasures and accomplishments failed to give him satisfaction, he also understood that none of them would endure. They wouldn't endure. Um, consider that virtually nothing remains of all of Solomon's architectural achievements. It's not there anymore. Right? Uh, and they were um, you know, amazing structures. right? It was uh, the house that, that David wanted to build but right? he built. So hopefully with all these when all these things happen and, and, and we search for significance and we pursue pleasure, hopefully it will inevitably lead us to Christ. Okay? That's what that's what the hope. And so number three, a conclusion about Christ. And he says, I believe in the kingdom come, then all the colors will bleed into one, bleed into one, but yes, I'm still running. You broke the bonds, you loosed the chains, carried the cross of my shame, oh my shame. You know I believe it, but I still haven't found what i'm looking for which we'll address at the end of this point here see let's now look at uh so at this point by the way bon- bono confesses the great christian hope he a kingdom yet to come when all was blended together in perfect union okay everybody of every color race all right Just everybody together um and you know this is about christ it says carried the cross who else carried the cross Right, and so in Ecclesiastes, look at. Let's look in the next chapter, uh, twelve and thirteen, verses twelve and thirteen in Ecclesiastes three. He says, "I perceive that there is nothing better for them to do, better for them than to be joyful and to do good as long as they live. Also, that everyone should eat and drink and take pleasure in all his toil. This is God's gift to man." And then in uh, chapter twelve, going toward the end of Ecclesiastes, verse one, Solomon says, "So remember your Creator in the days of your youth." All right, y'all know that one, probably y'all have that one memorized as well. Before the days of mercy come and the years approach, when you'll say, I have no delight in them. But you see, appointing to God, all right, remember remember Him, remember God. You can see uh, more of that in Ecclesiastes. But I sincerely believe, and I, I alluded to it earlier today, that um, every single one of us and is born with what the, the band Plum, anybody heard of Plum, Christian band Plum? All right, uh, they sang about years ago. Right, there is a God-shaped hole in every one of us. Now, it's a beautiful song. All right, it's kind of a rocking song too. You right, Alex, but but it, it's it. You know, there's a God-shaped hole in every one of us. All right? and uh, we we try we we try to search for meaning, and we grant, we try to go for wisdom and pleasure and all those things, but it doesn't fit that hole, and it leaves us all wanting. Okay? There's that, there's a desire uh, to to know God. All right. Some people don't even they don't realize it. And they, they pursue for years and years, they pursue all these other things that are heavy. and then they come to a point to realize I'm still I am still not content. I'm still I'm something I'm missing. What is that they're missing? Well, Jesus Christ. See, it can only be filled with God. And as we, we get to the end of the song, by the way, Bono says this about Christ and then continues to sing a few more times. I still haven't found what I'm looking for, and so why, all right, So, I believe there are two different interpretations. Okay, and, and it it goes really well for the closing of this message too. All right. admittedly. Okay, but um, first, the first one, first first inter- interpretation is that maybe Bono doesn't want to completely surrender to Christ. Okay, still have it found. I know what you did uh, on the cross, but. Uh, still haven't found what i'm looking for maybe i don't really want to give my life to christ i don't really want to trust that what jesus did on the cross counts for me and uh i don't want to completely surrender to him and and, and maybe that's maybe that's you today all right you you know about it you know i i knew about christ i went to sunday school when i was really really young i think i was the one that miss priscilla Rice said i was climbing on on the tables and stuff I know that surprises you. Act shocked, real quick, Jimmy. Yeah. Amen. All right, but um, a little bit hyper. But uh, you know, I knew about I knew about Christ, but I I, I I there was self-loathing. I didn't feel like God could forgive me. You know, felt I was above the, the blood of Christ. You know, which is a, a weird way, a type of pride comes across as humility, but it's pride. I'm not. You know, God could save me. You know, you mean that Jesus death on the cross isn't good enough. For me, I felt that way. Right? Which is a shame. Because right? he went all the way for us, amen. So maybe, maybe that is you, and maybe that's maybe that's bono, because it's kinda up in the air on that for you, up to your interpretation. Or, all right, he knows he's not home yet. And that's those of us in here today that I hope is every single one of you have placed your faith in what Jesus did on the cross is counting for you. That what Jesus did on the cross two thousand years ago, right? That counted for me. Because I can't make it to heaven on my own. Amen? But I trust what Jesus did is counting for me. And so it, reminds, it makes me think of what C.S. Lewis wrote. great C.S. Lewis. He says, If we find ourselves with a desire that nothing in this world can satisfy, the most probable explanation is that we are made for another world. See, that'll preach. Okay? we'll Read that again. If we find ourselves with a desire that nothing in this world can satisfy, that all is hevel. The most probable explanation is that we were made for another world. This coming from a man who was an atheist before, who didn't believe in God. And he's like, you know what? There was that longing all along for Jesus Christ. I didn't even realize it. And, and this seems to be, to me, the running kind of reflection of I still haven't found what I'm looking for. All right? That even for us that are that are Christians, and say, um, you know, I, we're, we're not there yet. This world's not our home, right? I'm just a passing through. You know? um, and and it, I it also want to uh, mention what Augustine said centuries ago. He says, our hearts are restless until they rest in you. Our hearts are restless until they rest in you, in God. So in this song... We asked Alex and Sally to come up. It, we see a search for significance. We see a pursuit of pleasure, and a conclusion about Christ. And my hope is every single one of you will come definitely to the last one, because my guess is everybody here has done the first two. You, we, you know, what do we do? What am I going to do in my life? I mean, we're 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 told from a young age, even in, in even in middle school, high school, to be to have a plan, right, Coach? Have a plan. What you know, you're going to go to college, right, Lance? You're going to go trade school. You're going to go to military. We're taught. To do those things, right? Okay. To find what your significance is, to to find your meaning. What do you want to do in life? Man, I struggle with that. Man, I changed my major six times, y'all, in college. True story. I literally changed my major six times. My dad's like, "Yeah, I pay for that junk." All right, but you know. Uh, amen, Patrick. But, you know, it, it changed my major and kinda of, I'm not real sure. What should I do? What should I do? You know, I want to do these things and then and then you go and you you pursue pleasure and you get money, you accumulate wealth and friends and pleasure and all those things, and then you come to a conclusion about Christ. Amen. So I believe that we can end there and, and simply ask. Uh there's we'll also kind of say there's an element of the already, but not yet. Right, Miss Jan? You already have accepted Christ as, as your Savior and Lord, but we're not there yet. And oh, it's going to be a wonderful time when we get to heaven. Amen? So already, but they're not yet. We're not there yet. Okay? We're still in this human flesh. We still mess up. We still mess up. We we long for heaven, but we're not there yet. We know there is something more about life. So look to Christ. Amen? I, I want to encourage you, and I know it's at, at 11, but I want to encourage you, and a book that I'm reading talked about, uh, just that idea of you know uh, of being um, saved and having a relationship with God but still messing up. You know, Paul talks about that. And I've I've, I've talked about it here from, from this pulpit and talked about how Paul says, Man, the things I want to do, I don't want to do. The things I don't want to do, I do. Who can who can rescue me from this situation? You know, and I, I love how J.D. Greer points to the idea that that there's hope in that. Because if you've placed your faith in what Jesus did for you on the cross, you have a home in heaven. Like, Satan is defeated. Amen. Now it's still a struggle every day, but may we as Christians struggle from 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 the fact that it's already been won, okay? and have hope instead of despair in that, and hope that I already got a home in heaven, and that's that's secure. It's in God's hands. That's not going anywhere. Right? And may we uh, encourage each other with those words and we look to heaven because uh, what all people, when Bono says, I still haven't found what I'm looking for, we found them. Amen. So I ask um, Sally to lead us.